welcome to VikingsTerritory.com and the Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself, Joe Overly, uh, senior writer at Vikings Territory and PD, Purple PTSD, and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Yes, we uh, we had uh, a little delay to, to get this podcast taped today because we thought stuff might be happening, and oh my goodness, has it. I, I, there's going to be no time for me to say this later, so I guess they drink. Drink Mankato beer now, you know. Wow, thirty-six to seconds. Yes, it only took you thirty-six seconds. <laughs> Got to get it out. It's a quarterback-heavy podcast, and the first domino fell. Aaron Rodgers. There was rumors that he had a deal in place with three other or four teams: the Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, and the Tennessee Titans. And uh, he got to. You know, our, our attention diva got to choose which one he he wanted, and it sounds like the Packers came by, came through this morning with a huge deal for him, two hundred million dollars, uh, fifty or four years to make fifty million dollars a year, the highest quarterback or the highest player played probably in all professional sports, and um, I doubt that, and that's not it. You don't think so? At least in the oh, NFL, right? Yeah. So anyway, he, he NFL decided, history, yeah, NFL that. history. Pardon me. Highest paid in NFL history for uh, check your watch. Uh, yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, happening right behind him. Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos. That's just happening as we uh, came on the air here. So, Mark, uh, first of all, what do you think uh, about uh, the Aaron Rodgers deal, and uh, we'd like and what those ramifications are for Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings, and all of the above. So when you move this from 11 to 1, you, you called Aaron, you called uh, the Broncos, and you said just kind of hold off and just settle this thing because I got to get this done by 1 o'clock, you know. So. Exactly. Uh, what it means for the Vikings is uh, the Packers will keep winning the division uh, until wow. till Rodgers till retires. The uh, cap, cap is busted for crying well, out. No, they, his, his, by him doing this, their, his cap number comes way down. His cap number was going to be $46 million. It comes way down. Now they can sign, you know, they can handle the, the receiver and everything. You know, for me, this going back to last offseason, going back to the Jeopardy stuff and the I'm going to retire stuff, this was always about him wanting to be the highest paid player in the league. This was always about money. This was, you know, you get different camps telling different stories to different celebrity reporters and they spin it certain ways. This was always going to be about Aaron Rodgers wanting to be the highest paid player. And wanting the respect of that and wanting all that comes with that. Now, in saying that, the guy is a two-time reigning MVP of the league. So I don't have I don't have a problem with them making him the highest paid player in the league. Uh he earned it. And now they can you know, he can put aside all this stuff of well, is he gonna show up for camp or is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do that? You know, they gave him the money, they kicked uh Jordan Love down the road with this probably a good sign that Jordan Love is not a guy that's anywhere close to being ready to play. Um, but, you know, this guy's winning MVPs. They're winning 13 games a year. They got to get over the next hump. Uh, this is really good for the Packers. I mean, that's kind of where I thought it was always going to end up. They were just going to pay the guy, and they did. And it's then uh, obviously Denver, they made their run at him. Uh, when it didn't come about, then now they got Russell Wilson, who's I think six years younger um, is a very good quarterback in his own right. Uh, Nine-time Pro Bowl and all that. Uh, so, you know, 
Denver Broncos got a lot better today. Uh, you can talk about analytics. You can talk about all this stuff, new wave, old old school. If you got a quarterback, you win. If you got a leader and a good quarterback, you win. And if you don't, you're looking for that guy. The only thing we know uh, thus far about this uh, Russell Wilson trade is that Drew Locke went, is going to the Seahawks, but there sounds like there's a bunch more pick slash players going with them. I think they're going to throw in Herschel Walker too, just for the <laughs> But, uh, yeah, multiple first round picks is what I is what I read. So by the time this comes out, obviously it'll be you know, uh, you know Matthew Stafford it was two first rounders and a second rounder or third rounder, whatever it was. Um, that's kind of you know where things are, and um, you know Kirk Cousins becomes the the guy now that I think some teams who want a quarterback, maybe Washington. Um, what are they going to give for him? Or you know, to me, it's not Russell. For Kirk Cousins, not 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 gonna give him that, you know. That multiple. If you gave me a, I think if you gave me a second rounder or a first, definitely if there was a first rounder anywhere in there, I, I'd drive him to the airport. Because uh, you know this team, and, and to me, what this team should do is because every time you play a game, you're one game farther away from your honeymoon period. So this team can do no wrong right now. I would, if I'm them, I do not time. I, I either absorb his forty five million dollars this year. I trade him, you know, or those are my only two options. I do not get involved in, in, in tying myself to him any longer than one year because yeah, that's what this, the past regime fell into was just keep giving him longer term con- guaranteed come money. And it got, it cost them their jobs. Um, so to me, it's like, if I'm, if I'm new and it's like, I got this one year grace period where I can, you know, figure things out. I, I see what I can get out of him if I keep him. I do not, do not kick it down the road and be and come back next year and be, you know, tied to him. Uh, so that's what I would do. Yeah, the the word on Kirk is he's not interested in a in a, a hometown friendly team friendly deal. Um, he doesn't. I wouldn't be you. either. I wouldn't be either. Well, right. I mean, I that's that's the yeah. way it is. So it's like if the, the Vikings, I, I agree with you. Uh, for me, this year's a mulligan. I mean, it, you know, they have some familiarity with him. Uh, maybe they bring him in. They know that he's going to eat up the cap. They can only do so much this year uh, as it stands. And so you you play with it. You you now lose to uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Adams has been uh, uh, made uh, – uh, he's going to be their, their franchise. He's going to get the franchise tag up there. So um, he's going to be back. That team's gonna uh, still whoop up on this defense if they can't fix it. You, you, and if if Kirk, by for some reason they find this magic formula and how to get the best out of Kirk, which you know I don't know that that's ever gonna happen. And and he becomes this leader and this this guy that can take this team forward and and do what he never was able to do in the Zimmer regime. Then at the end of the year, then you talk about him extending his contract. You know, in the meantime, you draft a, a young quarterback, uh, maybe in the second or third round. Or if, if the first, if you get it and look to the future. But um, yeah, I agree. If they do not, you know, if you can trade them, if there's still somebody out there to trade them, sure, do that and start rebuilding right now. But if not, this is a mulligan year. You don't have, you're not expected to win. You know, the Packers, like you just said, are they going to be the, the the pick in the division? And and then you try to rebuild elsewhere. So I, um, it, it is going to have some impact on it, Mark. Do you think that, you know, Tennessee that was mentioned in the Rodgers sweepstakes, would be still be interested in someone like Kirk Cousins because maybe they don't think Ryan Tannehill's the guy that can get him 
to the promised land because they got the great running back in Derrick Henry. They got a good defense. They got a pretty good offensive line, uh, some good receivers. Uh, you know, maybe they're just missing a. Well, yeah, it, you know, you're not missing. You're missing a quarterback. But you're not missing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> to me, if I if, if I'm if I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins costs me a draft pick and more money, then I'm sticking with Ryan Tannehill. I know he had an awful. He had an awful uh, playoff game to, to end. You know, his last playoff game was terrible. Uh, but there's not enough separation between Tannehill and Kirk Cousins that I, you know, if it's, uh, you know, Washington or, or someone like that that, you know, might want to, you know, give you something. And, again, you, what you could do is if you could also take accept less, you know, you're not going to get the bonanza for him. You're not going to get a bunch of first-round picks for him. But say it's – it's enticing, but it's not overpaying like some of the other teams are doing. Then maybe you, you do that, and then you go get yourself a, a Teddy Bridgewater or you go get yourself a Jameis Winston, someone that gets you through a year. You find out what you got in Kellen Mond, which probably isn't much, uh, but you reset for you know next year. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be Sean Mannion. It could be, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has now gone and what uh, went from uh, New Orleans to. Carolina and, uh, you know, and uh, could come here for a year, you know, uh, there's ways to get by if, if, if that money is too much, if someone wants to take on that money and wants to give you some draft picks or, or something that you can accept, then yeah, I, I'd say cut ties. It's, this is all about like a new start. I mean, it's just yeah. it's such a new top to bottom. Like when people talk about Anthony Barr, is Anthony Barr coming back? I don't think so because it's time to start over. And uh, Anthony Barr was tied to if it's, if it's Zimmer and it's, you know, one year to try and save your job, you bring him back. Yeah. Like what they did last year. Um, But you're starting out fresh and got a, as a 30 year old linebacker who, you know, was standing around in training camp with an arthritic knee and had had a a procedure done on his knee and then misses games. You don't want that. This is the year to, to just start a start new, start fresh. You mentioned, you mentioned yeah. Washington a couple times. I'm not sure that a, a team nickname change is, is, is enough to them to want Kirk Cousins coming back. You know, Daniel Snyder's still there, and, and they, they got rid of him once, or let him go, I should say. I, I don't know that Kirk has done anything to say, hey, let's let's go mortgage our future for Cousins. So I, I'm not sure that would happen. But uh, um, I did have one question to ask you, and it's a cap question. I, I neither one of us are big capologists, but how does that work if if he's got two hundred million in, in in the next four years, and it's fifty million a year, he's got like one hundred fifty three million of it guaranteed. How do they? How can they reduce the cap? Is it all because of the guaranteed money, or is it bonus money that that they can reduce the cap so much because he's still getting paid fifty million for per year in one form or fashion? Well, yeah, it's got a lot to do with just how they how they structure the deal, whether it's uh, it's bonus money, whatever it is, and and then you can spread it out over the life of the contract. That's why it's a four year deal. So yeah, it's however they do it. You know, there's ways of always doing this stuff, and uh, so you know that's it, it benefits both. It, it also helps Rogers. You know, with uh, helps the team, helps it finally quiets Rogers and gets him. You know he's not gonna he's not gonna be hosting a game show or retiring or doing whatever. So um, it's it's really good for the Packers. He's earned it, um, deserves it, 
So everybody should be happy in Green Bay right now. Yeah, I suspect so, and and I'm sure they'll figure out the cap, and they'll be able to keep their their up and coming defense, and then they'll get some of their offensive linemen back, and uh, um, they'll be tough. You know that now. We, I want to remind folks that they they have won 13 games in the last three years, but they've won the most games over such a period. The only team to win that many games and not get to the Super Bowl. So hopefully that will continue. You know, if they they can have the division just so they don't get in the Super Bowl. That's all I care about. Um, well, so so where does that leave the Vikings? You know, you talked about uh, what you would do with Cousins, and if that's the case, uh, you're gonna you're gonna let him play out his forty five million dollar cap hit year and uh, Eat up twenty percent of the the cap for the Vikings, and so that it is a, a non-start, and it's it's got to be a tough pill to swallow for both for both Quasey and and uh, and uh, Kevin O'Connell. But um, that I, I have to think if you're going to do that, then you sure as heck better be looking at uh, some some young quarterbacks coming in. And the word we got from down in the combine that the Vikings were talking to some of those quarterbacks. You know, I uh, I. Uh, Mark, what did you think? Do, are there some quarterbacks out there for uh, that that are, are worthwhile for the Vikings to look at and maybe bring in to kick the tires on? Because it sounds like, well, at least uh, Zimmer kicked the tire, tires on Kellen Mond and, and he found them a little wanting for air. So maybe, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if they have a different, you know, we'll have different thoughts about him uh, with, with KOC uh, running the ship. But, you know, are there – do you see them going after a, a quarterback early and, and trying to, to get this position solidified as they start their new regime? Uh, you know, they have so many holes. And, uh, you know, the word right now is that there's um, there probably isn't going to be a quarterback taken in the top 12. The Vikings have the 12th overall pick. But, you know, someone always always breaks out of the pack and rises up. I mean, uh, you know, a um, um, Trubisky comes out of nowhere, you know, and then the teams get are too desperate. And and two, um, that's just such a position that people reach on. They can say they're not reaching, but they're reaching. I mean, Christian Ponder was the 11th overall pick, I believe. It's you know, by the time we get the draft day, one of those guys is going to go in the top 10. It's going to be all the you know, the narrative is going to switch completely. It's going to be some team. You know, I think we're already seeing someone projecting uh, the uh, Pittsburgh quarterback going number six to Carolina. Carolina needs a quarterback. Um, I've seen some people talking about the Liberty quarterback, that Malik Willis, who's a, you know, kind of a mobile electrifying player, uh, being a guy the Vikings would maybe take at number twelve. You know, it just doesn't feel like the year to be taking a project quarterback number twelve with all the holes that they have. I mean, they, they if there's a cor- if there's one of the cornerbacks there that's a, it's a deep and really talented group of cornerbacks. If a guy is there and you're taking a quarterback that may or may not be any good. Uh, and you're looking at maybe playing him two years down the road or something, just doesn't feel like the year to be taking a quarterback when it's not, you know, there isn't that, uh, there aren't those, you know, big name guys that you feel feel really confident they're going to be NFL quality players. So, you know, I don't see it, but, uh, you know, and then if you start taking them in later rounds, I, you know, I just don't know uh, if that's something that you do. Is there a Desmond Ritter? Is that one of the name of the quarterbacks out there? Is that one? Yeah, there's, a, there's a Ritter, yeah. Um, um, I, well, I saw I saw a comment on Twitter that made me laugh. This guy says, 
I can't decide how I feel about Desmond Ritter, but I'd be pretty excited if the Viking, if Minnesota drafted him in the second round. <laughs> he, has, he has QB right in front of his name, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati is a four-year starter. Um, you know, I, who knows? I mean, whenever uh, Patrick Mahomes was coming out, you know, I remember people were like, well, what are the Chiefs doing? Why are they trading up for a Patrick Mahomes? He's a system quarterback. He's this, he's that, he's you know, we don't know. You know, you just don't know how they're going to transfer. Uh, I mean, uh, people could say that, oh, yeah, I knew Patrick Holmes would be a great quarterback. I think only the Chiefs knew that right at that point or anybody that was also trying to trade to get him. But, uh, you know, uh, I think Quasey made a mention of, like, uh, that people saying this is not a good quarterback class, and he, he made reference to the Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, how people weren't really um, going crazy about them. So it's possible that some of these guys could be uh, – you know, Pittsburgh, the Kenny Pickett is a four-year starter. Uh, Nevada, Carson Strong. I mean, um, you know, a quarterback. We're talking about a quarterback from Liberty being a guy that could be in the first round. Right. So it's like, who knows? Uh, but I just I can't see it with the Vikings right now. Um, you know, it's just there's so much, so many holes to fill right now. What Quasey basically said there was uh, the uh, draft is a crapshoot, and I'm in total agreement. <laughs> with him uh you know what this analytics, that's that's an analytics guy saying that too yeah so it's uh old school new school it it's so much of a crapshoot that uh i wouldn't bother watching it if i was if i wasn't doing this job so it's right um uh, you know that, that that guy said you can't decide on desmond ritter that, that about sums it up for me because uh i basically want the vikings to do i don't know what it is but please do something at quarterback because i think we've limped along uh, with Kirk, I, I I don't know. I think we've seen his ceiling. We he's had great years statistically. He's had uh, uh, he's helped us. He's put us the Vikings in the position to win some games. He's he's not won some of those games. He he never seems to uh, uh, get them over the hump and to the next level. So I I, I think we're here with him. But they got to do something because they do have some 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 nice. Uh, pieces, some nice weapons on that offense, you know, and the, the the offensive line is starting to come up and 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 get better. And you've got Justin Jefferson, you don't want to waste. You don't want to waste the rest of uh, Delvin Cook. And Adam Thielen is still there and still a solid player, although he's uh, getting a little long in the tooth. Um, they got to do something. They, they've got to start now. They better. I, I'm thinking they should draft some quarterback just to kick the tires on him in the first three rounds if they, you know, uh, have enough draft or uh draft capital to do so but like you said there's so many holes i don't know you know i i, I i'm just tired of being in this limbo this kirk cousins limbo and that's where i think the vikings are well that's how the vikings ended up with kirk cousins remember he was like the no quarterback at it at his prime like that had ever been really been available for it to sign like a um i mean kirk he's a he's a He's a, be a case study and a guy who has maximized, absolutely maximized his earning potential for uh, a 500 record at the at quarterback position in the NFL history. I mean, it's uh, it's fascinating to see how much he's he's gambled on himself and won uh, because there's always someone out there that, that thinks they're going to get a little bit more in, in him. Um, so, you know, to me, it's like, you know, that three years, $84 million, and then they gave him another $60 million or whatever it is. Um, you know, he's a good quarterback, but is he going to be the guy that leads you to 
where you want to go record wise. You know, I don't, it just hasn't been proven. And to me, whenever you, you eat up that much of your cap money and you're just constantly trying to, you know, throw more money at them, you're, it's at some point you just, you don't, you quit throwing the money at, at it. So, you know, it, it's, that's, it's, why feel, that's why I feel the rat right now. It's like one, you know, give it the year. Hey, if he surprises you and uh, uh, he has a, leads them to a 14 three record and they, go to the Super Bowl, then that's a good problem to have next year financially. I, I, you know, I think we've heard since, uh, since well, even while he was here and since Zimmer's left, that there was no love, love lost between these two guys. Um, I, it just occurs to me now, where had, you know, Zimmer was not on board with the uh, Kirk Cousins acquisition. But if they don't do that, and you kind of references earlier, they were in a position where they had to go out and, and he was the, the guy out there and such. What would they done have done otherwise? You know, I mean, they, they didn't want uh, case Keenum. Teddy Bridgewater was, they couldn't have him because he was, you know, not, not, you know, healthy enough to play. What would they have done? I mean, my God, what would these last four years of Kirk Cousins or without Kirk Cousins have been like, if they didn't have a guy of his ability, we, we would have, would we had some of those really stagnant uh, 1970s Green Bay Packer years where Len Dickey was running the show? I mean, you know, or uh, what was it? The guy, Don Magic Mikowski, who was. Yeah, Mikowski, yeah. Um, what kind of just, I don't know. You don't have the answer to this question either, Dad, but I'm just throwing it out there for speculation. You know, it would have been, would have been really different around here. And uh Zimmer probably would have been able to build up his defense, but they would have never had any offense to to win games. Maybe. Yeah, it's who knows. I mean, like in 2015, the offense was was average, okay? but there, you know, the the iconic uh, photo of Zimmer with his feet up on, on the bus heading out of Lambeau Field after they the last game of the regular season, week 17. Uh, at the time, they're they're winning the NFC North in 2015 and leaving. Um. So, you know, to me, it's uh, – you don't know what they would have had because they, they got by with defense. They, they got by with the running game. But, but also, yeah, it's like you had Case Keenum who kind of had that. He wasn't going to repeat that year. Um, you know, and then you had uh, Sam Bradford. His knee was shot. And then you had Teddy. They weren't sure if he's going to be able to play again. I don't know if the answer immediately is go pay, you know, three, three, guarantee three years, $84 million to uh to kirk cousins but uh you know to me it's there, there there could have been other things that they did maybe case case would have been a lot cheaper um but you know kirk has given them he's given them good quarterback play but i don't know are good passing plays and it helped him but i don't know if he's the leader that uh, that's gonna be worth that kind of money and so far it hasn't proven to be that way speaking of zim i heard uh he, he uh, reached out to you this week sometime uh, how's his mood? What kind of mood was all Zim in when, when, when he texted you? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say what, what, what we talked about. Um, but you know, I think Zimmer, you know, Zimmer wants to be back in the league. Zimmer's not a, a you know, put your foot up, uh, put your feet up and unless it's after winning a game in, in Lambeau field, uh, you know, he's not going to be content just fishing and shooting things down on his ranch and driving the four wheeler around and stuff like that. He wants to get back in the league. And I think, and I think he's, you know, he's uh, probably bitter. I mean, he's. I think he's. There's some bitterness there that, uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think he was uh, like before the, the at the combine before they signed before they they signed Kirk Cousins. He sort of sent that flare in the air about, hey, you know, we win here with defense and running the ball and playing that way. Um, I don't know if he was trying to create a smoke screen, but he might have been just trying to, to to put his flag in the ground that, hey, this is not the route I'd like. I'd, I would like to go. And I think ultimately, when you don't win in two thousand, people could say, hey. Okay, Zimmer, uh, you should have won in 2019. Then you, you should have, you know, don't go to San Francisco. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a really good game in New Orleans. Uh, Zimmer's defense also played extraordinarily well mm-hmm. in that game. Because, I mean, they were down. I mean, uh, uh, Zendejo, a safety, uh, questionable safety, who had to play nickel corner in that game because they were so banged up. Uh, so the defense played extraordinarily well. Uh, Cousins had a, a won his playoff game and, and played very well. But then they go to San Francisco and they were completely spent and they got destroyed. And that was kind of the end of Zimmer's window. Because then after that, Kirk Cousins' contract became too big for them to afford. They had to get rid of their top three corners. They lost their nose tackle. Uh, so Zimmer's defense kind of fell apart after that. So you could say that uh, Zimmer was right, but Zimmer also could have won in, in that window, uh, at 18-19 window with Kirk. Um, so yeah, I would say that, you know, Zimmer's probably a little, you know, he's, I mean, Zimmer, he's, he kind of, he wears the, emo- he wears the emotions on his sleeve. So he's pissed off Yeah, he's pissed off that, it, that it ended this way. He's pissed off that he feels that he has a, a real good record. And he feels that, um, frankly, that, uh, if he had the players, I think, you know, he wouldn't be in this position. That, that's legitimate. And I, you know, and I, I, I look around the league and see all these young quarterbacks coming up and I can imagine Zim just chomping at the bit to come in back into the league and try to stop him. I, I think we'll see him back in a DC uh, position at some point. Don't you in the very near future or not? You know, I mean, he's he, like, it could be well, he's 60, six. 65, same right. age as, uh, as Donatel. Uh, you know, I, I thought maybe, you know, if, well, if, if Quinn had left Dallas, for a head coaching job, I think Zimmer would be defensive coordinator in Dallas. He has that connection with Jerry Jones. Uh, wouldn't that have been uh, fun to see him and uh, and McCarthy uh, teamed up together? Uh, there's no real no love lost between them. I think when they were head coaches, uh, so that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, I could see him you know, maybe being a. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys, whenever they like the Kubiak, it, when he came here, you're a consultant and stuff like that. Right. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that Zimmer, uh, I think that he had his opportunity as a head coach and it didn't work out, uh, you know, in the way that people expected to, to win a championship. Uh, you know, it was a good, it was a good run. I had to hit some good years. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't see him as a head coach again. Uh, but, uh, coordinator, possibly consultant, possibly. Um, before we, uh, leave this whole quarterback, talk I, I guess I want to have you put your NFL insider hat on and and what what do you think of this Denver acquisition of Russell Wilson you know that much we know has happened um he's 32 he's he's complained the last couple of years about not having an offensive line is is Denver is Denver a quarterback away uh you know they stay at a pretty good defense they're he's going into a really tough division with Pat Mahomes and uh Herbert in there at, you know, the young course and Derek Carr. So that, that, that's going to be a challenge, but how do you think this, uh, this acquisition, uh, what does it do to Denver and, and their chances in the AFC, which is filled with a bunch of young, good young. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, 
I don't, I'm not saying it feels like the Rams, but um, it's sort of that 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 feeling of a, a team. You know, their their defense was very good last year. Uh, you know, now they lose Fangio and they lose uh, uh, Deb Donatel, and, and uh, so the defense may be a little different. But that defense has played well enough to be a you know a championship caliber, you know, or, or contend for a championship. It's no question that Denver, except for the years that they had Peyton Manning, have been you know, one of the worst quarterback situations you're, that you have in a league. Um, they've been, it's ironic that John Elway steps into a leadership role and for all those years, not able to like put a quarterback on the field other than whenever they got Peyton Manning and now when they got Russell Wilson. So yeah, if I'm Denver, I'm excited because you're not, you no longer are you fooling around with the, uh, uh, you know, Drew Locke and, and just all the different Teddy quarterbacks. That, Teddy Bridgewater, all these, these quarterbacks that have just been so awful and, 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 and they've paid a lot of they've paid high, high picks for them. And it's like, this is a guy that's uh, he's still got time. He's got, he's got plenty of tread on the tire. Um, you know, he's to got me, more it's left uh, than, than Peyton Manning did when they came in there and won a Super Bowl for him. Right. Right. And then, you know, and, you know, and Peyton Manning at the, that last year uh, missed uh, a big chunk of that season with, you know, beat up. He, you know, they sort of carried Peyton. Although I yeah. think he did have when he got to the playoffs. I think he had some good playoff games, but you know, he was not necessarily leading them at that point. Right. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson is still a is a is a elite quarterback that Denver. This makes Denver puts them right there with Kansas City. Puts them right there with all these these AFC teams that have all these young quarterbacks. Uh, you bring a thirty three year old guy in. The AFC is 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 uh is fun to watch right now. Rodgers probably looked over there and said, "Yeah, if I want to get back to the Super Bowl, I better stay in the NFC because you know you got Cincinnati over there, you got the Buffalo Bills with their quarterback, and and a lot of young quarterbacks over there. the AFC is the tougher conference right now." I you know I don't want to crawl inside his head, but I <laughs> uh, I don't think he I don't think he ever. Wanted to, you know, truly wanted to leave Green Bay. I think all of this stuff was all orchestrated for exactly what he got today, which was the, res- the 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 money, but the respect that comes with the money. He can now, you know, it, it makes it harder to pout about anything whenever you're the highest paid player, and and frankly, he earned it. You know, two two times, uh, four, four MVPs, two in a row. He got he's getting paid. Uh, he's not done as a player. Uh, you know they're going to be able to put Devontae Zimmer's Adams with gone. Him. Zimmer's yeah. gone. Uh, yeah. yeah. So more. yeah. So uh, to me, Rodgers it's uh, find a way to pout, Mark. Come on, he's going to find a way. People can like maybe move on now. It's like okay, let's just move on from Aaron. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know when it, when the weather gets nice, Joe. Let's go golfing and not not sit around the TV complaining about Aaron Rodgers and yeah. You know, let's let him go. Let him go. I, I got to be honest. I was thinking about this before we went on. I said, you know what? You know, I, I, I believe you too. I'm, I'm with you. I don't mind that he's still around. It would have been nice for the Vikings if they're, you know, rebuilding to not have this, this turkey lips in the, in, in the same division. But uh, I don't mind. Uh, you you want to beat the best to be the best, you know. So you, you got to beat this guy. And it, it's much more fun beating the Packers at their best, not saying the Vikings are going to do it. But, you know, there's a lot more gravitas with that with, with Aaron Rodgers in 
in the division, and then you got you got to play up to that standard before you move on to somewhere else. So, you know, it's not terrible. He'll he'll play a few more years, and then his uh, his uh, salary cap hit will get bigger. And you know, maybe by that time, the Vikings will just be on their rise and ready to take over and, and uh, battle with the players. And then Jordan Love will be like a seven-year veteran to step right in, and then twenty more years of him, right? Yeah, I don't think he's got it, but that's like four VPs for Jordan Love, and then I don't know. At some point, Jordan Love will have to play for someone, so <laughs> he'll probably be wow. over here next. That's at the way yeah. you know, we'll 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 make a a dumb trade to to bolster Green Bay and and uh, get Jordan Love here. I won't love that. On that note, let's take a quick break here and come back and talk a little more combine and some other other uh, headlines that we. We saw happening because there's there's plenty of stuff still happening with this team and, and this league. We'll be right back with Vikings territory breakdown. All right, we're back. Mark Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Mark, uh, you were you were looking at uh, a little bit of the con- combine news coming out of there, and you you made the note to me about the DBs and the CBs at the combine. They really stood out and uh, for their size and their forty yard dash times. The Vikings need a quarterback. Wouldn't it be ironic if if uh, Kevin O'Connell, the offensive guy, comes in and takes a cornerback in the first round with Zimmer long gone? What the heck? I mean, that, that makes the most sense. I mean, that's what they need. They're desperate. You can't win in this league without you know a quarterback and a corner. But you know, cornerbacks. I mean, right now, uh, who's going to line up at cornerback for you? I mean, there's uh, your top two guys are on, aren't under contract. One of them's in his whatever Peterson is 33 or whatever, um, you know, they got to go young there. And it's like, not that this, I mean, people get caught up in the combine and the, you know, those of us old enough to remember Mike Mamula, he was kind of like, whenever you're, I don't know how that's, that's probably been 30 years ago now, whenever this guy came out of nowhere, uh, it was a defensive end that went to the Eagles. Uh, it was like a top 10, top five pick or whatever. It was all combine related. It was just, you know, this guy came out of nowhere. And they, you know, so he was a bus, one of the all-time busts. Uh, so you see a lot of that. But there is a, there was a trend of, of these corners, these cornerbacks are getting, you know, they're getting taller, longer, and, and they're running these sub four four fours, which is impressive. Uh, maybe that maybe that's the the football gods kind of like they see that all the rules are going against the defense, so we'll just grow them bigger and stronger and faster with longer arms and whatever harder to throw over the top of, but the, I guess a, a record 16 defensive backs ran sub four, four. So that's, uh, wow. that's, that's moving. Um, you know, there's guys that, uh, I, I don't know if this uh, sauce Gardner from Cincinnati will be, it sounds like he'll be gone before the Vikings pick 12th, but uh, you're hearing a lot of the, the GMs in the league at the combine talking about, you can get, that's a, that's a deep position this year where you can get guys, at the top of the first round, you get guys in the day two, second, third round. You can get also get some some projects that look really uh, intriguing on, on day three. So um, that's a position where you know the Vikings are probably going to come out of the draft with probably two corners, I would think. Um, a lot depends on what you do in free agency, but that's a position where they, I think, this year they they got to get some guys. They got to get younger there. They got to get uh, more talented there. Uh, or they have no chance uh, of Is Patrick Peterson making too much that he's going to be gone. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know. I mean, I, he played better than I thought he would last year. 
Uh, but I just don't know at this, at, when you're starting over like this, if you just, you know, he was the one year stopgap to try and save some jobs last year. And there were a lot of those guys last year of like, we're making our run. We're, you know, cause the two years ago it was, you know, we're going to try and win with these rookies. Well, that didn't work. Uh, it was a disaster. So then it was, well, we got to like do these one year stopgap, try and basically save, save that regime. And they didn't, they couldn't do it. So to me, it's like, I think now, uh, he'd be certainly be a guy that if you get to a point where you're you haven't filled that hole and he wants to come back then you know I'd entertain that but I certainly would go into go into the league year thinking we got to get younger and and uh talented at corner at cornerback but you want some uh veteran leadership at least Zimmerice did he like to have uh uh somebody in the in the in the room that you know can kind of lead these guys and you certainly have Harrison Smith around but he's making a heck of a lot of money and he might be either if he wants to stay he's probably going to have to restructure you got Xavier Woods who's been around the league for a while and Patrick Peterson it's you you can pretty much rest assured that they're not going to have all them back that they are going to have to draft some younger guys and and maybe you know is Dantzler uh gonna stick around and he's he's one of the younger guys and he's a big guy and still maybe struggling to learn the position but made made some splash plays from time to time in the past two years um is that is that how you, you keep a guy like that around maybe a, a senior guy like uh, a restructured harrison smith and then you start drafting those younger quarterbacks what do you think well yeah i think the dancer you know you can't can't overturn the entire position. Uh, I think Dancer's a guy that I would think that they would think would have some potential to work with and, and improve. Um, you know, I don't know that they restructure Harrison. I don't know where, you know, to me, almost everything's on the table, but they sure seem to really be genuine in there, what they like about Harrison. Um, so, you know, I could see him still being here, but you know, I, when I look at a, a change that top to bottom change in, a, in an organization like this it just everything's on the table i mean it you know there's certain whenever a regime is at the end and they're trying to save their jobs it's like they, well you're not gonna you know you bring back an anthony Barr. you you try and keep things together well now it's like you know first year they've 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 changed things top to bottom i can see anything could happen uh but i do think harrison's a guy you keep in that secondary uh, as you said you know, leadership still still a quality player very versatile can still do a lot of things for you uh, is a tool that Donatel will, will like as much as Zimmer liked. So yeah, I think you keep him. Um, but it's, it's also, it's not just being like drafting young corner, just to draft a young corner. It's drafting a, you know, if there's, if these guys are as good as what some of them are saying, you know, if you mix that, their talent with their, with their size, you know, some of them are one, six, four, two Oh five. He's more of a project guy that the, the Tariq Woolen, I think, uh, from like San Antonio. It, maybe he's a he's a guy you get later for some depth or something, or he tries a project. But if, if you can get a guy in the first round that can start right away, like Denver got with uh, Sertain last year, you get a guy like or uh, a, a, a Diggs, you know, uh, Diggs's younger brother, <laughs> guy like that who can immediately help you. Then you go for it. You know, it's uh, you know, the great ones can play right away, and if there's one there at twelve, yeah. You take him, uh, I think. You know, I, a little more out of the combine. I uh, I want to go to a different position. You know, we we both looked over Quasi uh, <clears throat> and Kevin O'Connell's. <clears throat> excuse me, their their press conference just to see what they had to say. And there was a lot of uh, coach speak. It wasn't uh, 
it wasn't all uh, Zimmer and Spielman like, but it was, uh, you know, so there was some of that in there. But uh, what I did glean, I thought it was kind of interesting what uh, O'Connell was saying about the offensive line. And, and I just want to read a couple things here and, and have you comment on it. He said, uh, you know, talking about Gary Grad Bradbury in the middle is what you look for from a core uh, center from a standpoint of communicating. We do a lot of things. We ask our center to do a lot of things. I know Mason Cole did a great job. So, so you look at the tape and you just study the tape. There's a lot to like there. There's a lot to build off of. And further talking about is finding the right, right fit and the right system for, for Garrett Bradley. It sounds like on the surface that they want to bring him back. You know, I think if you polled Vikings Twitter or Vikings fandom, they'd be, they're ready to draft that, that position at, you know, uh, number 12. Um, what are your thoughts there? You know, I, I think most of the line is, is improving, but it, it's not quite there yet. And a lot of the finger pointing gets pointed at, uh, at Bradbury yet. Uh, sounds like uh, Kevin O'Connell probably saying the nicest things he possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to, yeah, if you're going to believe that, just don't, don't chomp down too hard on that. Cause the hook will pull you out there. Don't fall for this shiny object, Joe, and, and bite on it. Cause I mean, we're we're gonna get a lot of uh, you know, like Zimmer. If Zimmer tended to like, if he didn't like someone, he would kind of snap and say something or not say something. Or, uh, but I think we're in a new era here of uh, you're gonna get a lot of flower. You're gonna get a lot of smiles, Joe. They're gonna they're gonna tell you that they they love you, and um, you know they're nice guys. And they're and I, I've noticed that they've opened up you know a couple of press conferences with uh, glad to see the media here and glad you guys really respect you guys. Um, yeah, that's they don't know you very well. Well, it's 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 yeah, it's just kind of this. It's the entire every every move that's made, every word that's said is designed to be the anti-Zimmer. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of you know probably flowery. Uh, I don't know if Zimmer was asked about Bradbury, he might say, "Oh, you know, he needs to improve." I mean, uh, or he needs to know he knows what he needs to do or whatever. We got in, in in Bradbury. I don't need to see him anymore. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I, I don't. Now they they talked about the the like in the tackles. I think that's genuine from what they said about the tackles, and I think that that is you know two spots that you know as long as Darisaw can stay healthy, that's a big if. Right. If he can stay healthy, he'll he'll be a good left tackle. Um, but I I have my doubts that he can stay healthy for an entire year. O'Neill is a, is a really strong right tackle, but when you start throwing all the accolades at, at uh, Bradbury, it's uh, I don't know. It, it, it comes off as being, uh, you know, smokescreen that maybe they'll take a center somewhere, you know, or they, they want to move him maybe. I don't know who would trade for him. It, it just it's not doesn't have a genuine feel to it. And, and frankly, I, if you're a new coach coming in, you're not going to want to, you know, start firing things at players that you really haven't gotten to know yet. So I don't blame him for saying, you know, hey, you uh, you know, you put on the film and you can see Bradbury getting thrown into Kirk Cousins' lap every other play or uh, in some of these games. Or, or Mason Cole, there's a uh, – is it the Packers? It might have been the Packers game where he started, I think. Yeah. Like the first first snap of the game was this guy got stood up by uh, – uh, oh, drawing a blank on the, on the tackle. But uh, the, the time that, yeah, Mark. threw it through it and it got, you know, thrown into uh, Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, and with Kirk, if if, if they keep Kirk, you know, that interior has got to be right. solid. I mean, it's uh, they've worked, they've worked, they've invested a lot in their offensive line, but it just hasn't 
you know, they've hit and they've missed. Uh, Pat Elfline was a miss and Bradbury certainly leaning toward being a miss and just not big enough to play that position. And then, uh, Ezra. you know, they put the, they, they put Ezra seems to be doing, you know, Ezra, that, that is a good spot for him. He's drafted it kind of as the future left tackle, but looks like left guard is, is his spot. Uh, right guard was, you know, kind of a disaster all last year. Uh, they had t- I'm sorry, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but his wife Davis in uh, I, Zimmer's doghouse or what? Well, it, I don't know that he'd be in the doghouse, but it's just not ready to play. I, I don't think there'd be any reason last year when, when Udo was having like three holding penalties a game, if he wasn't, if, if, if Davis was ready, he would have been in there. I, you know, I just, I don't, they missed something or there's an injury they didn't tell us about or something. Maybe he uh, with, didn't come, he didn't re, you know, he was, I think the outland trophy, is that the guy for the nuts? That maybe that's linebacker. I can't remember. He won, he was a trophy winner for the year at last year in college. And then he got injured towards ACL in the playoff right, game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, 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 that could have been lingering, obviously. Um, yeah. He just wasn't wasn't ready. Uh, I you know whenever you get a new regime in, there, there there's no attachment to to these guys, so you can move them so much easier. Like Bradbury, if they if they truly don't like him and they like someone better, he's out because it's not their pick. It's not. That's why I kind of like it's it's a it's a it's a fresh look at this roster. Um, yeah. There's so many holes to fill though, uh, but they do have talent. You know they got. I think they have they have their two tackles. Um, you know, the, the receivers are, st- are strong. Uh, you got one of the best running backs who's still got life left in his legs. Uh, there's a lot to like about this team, but they if they don't fill the holes, they're not going to do any better than eight wins. I mean, at Zimmer, uh, with seven and nine two years ago, I mean, I think uh, when I sat down and talked with him before the season, he's like, and then, of course, he's, this is, he's looking back on it. He's kind of like patting himself on the back, like, well, it was like one of the big. He's talking to Andre Patterson and said, "This is if we win, if we win eight games with these guys, it'll be one of the best coaching jobs we ever had." This is what they were talking about early in that year, and then they won seven games. So, um, yeah, there's enough holes there that uh, they they if they fill, they don't fill them the right way. If you don't have the corners, then it doesn't matter. You're you're not you're not going to be able to outscore. You probably won't be able. You're going to be losing. You're going to give up 400 points again, like you did the last two years. You uh, said something a little bit earlier, and it's a great point. You said it last week, too. At first, it's a uh, a fresh set of eyes looking at this, which is really huge for this team. We, we really will find out. I, I think, I mean, like, we're writers, and everything we write, and you need another set of eyes on it. And so that's kind of what we're getting here. You're, 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 these coaching comes in here, and they, they, they're not married to any of the picks. They can take a fresh look at all these positions, and they can make these decisions that they want to make. They might not make them all right, but they're, they're going to make some decisions, you know, and based on what they want and what they got. Um, the other thing is uh, you said anything can happen and with this new regime, and we kind of saw that. Uh, yesterday, uh, Eric Sugarman, the athletic trainer, certified athletic trainer, Eric Sugarman, was let go after 16 years. And I was at the chiropractor this morning to heal, heal my ailing back so that I could kick your butt in golf sometime soon. And uh, the the uh, chiropractor asked me about Eric Sugarman because <laughs> maybe it was a similar field. I don't know, but I thought it was kind of funny. But it dawned on me. You know, 16 years, that's the same number of years that uh, Spielman had. So they've been there together the whole time. So maybe that was uh, one of the reasons why 
uh, Spielman was around because since he got let go, Mark, I've seen a lot of stories on Twitter, and you even mentioned to me, might not have been the favorite uh, guy of all the, the players. Is, is, is that right? Well, yeah, you just sort of have to look at some of the, the tweets. I mean, uh, Afadi, uh, Oda Nigbo uh, came out and said he's just not a good guy. Uh, you know, there were some you – know, and, and granted, if you work 16 years in the NFL, you're going to have people who love you, people who hate you, people who, you know, are going to feel strongly both ways. So, um, you know, Sugarman that came – you know, has he has a lot of things on his resume. Uh, you know, like Teddy's injury, you know, I think he people – Say that he, you know, his response to that was really good. I don't know that. Um, I don't think he and Teddy were very uh, were close. I don't think Teddy there was a, there was a problem there with Teddy. So that tells you something something didn't go right with the, the two of them. Uh, you could look at uh, what happened with uh, um, you know Mike Hughes and uh, that neck injury that he had and it being put back on the practice field. It's all been written right. about. Um, that, Floyd Sharif Floyd. Yeah. Uh, so they put. You know, Hughes back on the practice field, and uh, then he ends up leaving the Vikings uh, they, with his neck injury and everything. I don't know that that was properly diagnosed or properly handled. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, you know, the players that have complained are are saying that he was kind of more in uh, didn't didn't have the players' best interest in in, my, in heart all the time. So mm. what tell what this tells me is that. It follows the pattern of the kind of, uh, you know, going back to this Eric Kendricks quote about the uh, managing or, or leading a fear-based uh, organization where you're kind of like, you know, the, the players aren't treated kind of like the way that modern players want to be treated. And I think that extends to probably the, um, the athletic de- uh, training department. Uh, and, he, you know, uh, Sugarman came in with, with Childress, you know, in 2006. So and then right after that is, you know, they had the uh, Fran Foley, I believe. And then Fran Foley, you know, lasted, he didn't even make the program or the media guide. And then Spielman came in, I think, after the draft. So, you know, once uh, Childress left, and I think Spielman and uh, obviously kept a good relationship with uh, the two of those guys. And so he stayed through this. And, you know, he, uh, Adrian Peterson's injury. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of things on his resume that uh, you know, are are pretty good. Adrian having 2,000 yards after you know, yeah. coming back from ACL surgery, but you know that's also Adrian Peterson who did that. It's yeah. You know, we shouldn't say that it, that's all Eric Sugarman. So I think a lot of it is just 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 wanting to just re, a, a reboot of top to bottom how you interact and how you handle players and so it'll be interesting to see if you know the the other regime had had ample time to prove they could win a super bowl with it you know these guys i have no idea if they're going to be if they have the right answers but they're going to get their shot and we'll find out and um all this stuff sounds good right now and you know everyone's winning their press conferences and everyone's coming away very impressed with how smart everyone is you know, how nice they are, uh, how they're going to co- collaborate with the players. It sounds great in March. We'll find out if it sounds good in December. So. Oh, here's the cynical media person. Just- I'm just saying, it's like, it, you can't just fall for the, uh, it's because it's, I, I guess I've just been through so many like regime changes that 
felt that uh, the next guy's going to come in. He's going to be a disciplinarian. He's going to be a gruff guy. You know, these what these players need is is uh, toughness, and so it's it, it's flip flop, flip flop. You know, in the NFL, I'm trying to go back and forth. So now we're in the kind of the kinder, gentler organization, Joe. We're gonna we're gonna all sing around the fire, and that's gonna it's, work out. It's a regime for our times, you know. We've uh, we've gone away from Donald Trump, and we've gone to the kinder, gentler. Uh, Oh, we better not go Joe, better not go down that road. But you know, uh, it is gonna get pretty crazy pretty soon. Um uh, I, I guess before I, I, I go down the schedule that's coming up ahead for the NFL, I just wanna uh say it did get pretty crazy for uh Calvin Ridley this week who, <laughs> who got bit fifteen hundred bucks and uh got suspended for a year and it cost himself eleven million dollars. I, I thought it was funny. He came out and says, I spent fifteen hundred, I don't have a gambling problem well, if you spend fifteen dollars and you lose eleven million I think you do have a gambling problem you got some kind of problem but well yeah and and to, you know uh how many beers you had oh, I've only had two beers I mean as that how often is that true you know what they tell you uh you ask a guy what his 40 time is it's always four three or four two you know when even if it's four six uh so you might have been fibbing on how much he bet but the fact that, that any NFL player was dumb enough to bet and not think it was going to get tracked back and traced back to him. You know, uh, this could be a fallout of how the NFL has opened itself to gambling. You know, the NFL right. for years never and ever once, you know, allowed themselves to be drawn into the, to being, I mean, they always knew it was there. They always, they didn't yep. discourage it, but they never topped in bed with Vegas like they have in, in however many years it's been now and, and, and gotten in bed with the, the gamblers like, like they have. So, I'm surprised it probably took this long to have a guy that's gambling on the NFL because now you're getting younger players and it's kind of like this. They obviously they know it's wrong, but you know there's going to be some of them that are. I'm sure he's not the only one, right? But if there if there's ones that are gambling now, they you better find a way because they're going to be looking for it now. He's a relatively big name, and you know, and you're yeah. right. The NFL has a. Uh, has kind of ignored it over the years. I mean, I played fantasy football for years and knowing full well that uh, fantasy football, in addition to Vegas betting behind the scenes, helped build the modern NFL. I mean, that, that the money coming into this league and the interest, and it, it's made it the number one sport in this country for, you know, no two, two ways about it. You know, you'd go on, and, and they would never acknowledge it. You know, you, you'd, want, you'd want some kind of stats coming across – you know, to make your decisions on your team and the NFL just ignore. Well, all of a sudden, it's floodgates are open and and uh, DraftKings and FanDuel are sponsoring games and right, programs. Right, right, and they they embraced it. They embraced it, and um, you know, this guy, you know, he's out for. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't indefinite. I'm surprised it wasn't a, a lifetime ban because right. you know the, the the NFL does not want. If, if there's other guys that are behind him, then the NFL's got a problem because now people are going to – I mean, there's always there's always going to be that, that that group of people that say NFL games are fixed because of how how games end. You know, it's always – how many times do you – like, well, the playoff game with the uh, with the no. Chiefs. It, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, there's there's 16 seconds left and or whatever it was, 13 seconds left. And you were already, you were already like – we were texting and you said – well, that's it. So you're already like, it's over. I said, Joe, there, there's still 13 seconds left. And it's like, you know, then it was like, you know, then there was a solve. Sudden there's like nobody on the tight end and he just 
catches the ball, runs down, and then they kick the field goal. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people that will, will always think the NFL is fixed. Right. Um, now, if you have, have a bunch of guys, you know, gambling on the NFL, then, then suddenly the NFL doesn't want that foothold to be taken. They, they've got to, they had to act strong on this guy. And, you know, a year is pretty strong, but I, you know, I don't know. He may have played his last game because the NFL is not going to want, you know, you know, more guys coming out that they're betting on NFL games. Yeah, they called it an indefinite suspension, but at least one year. So that okay, yeah, they've left themselves open to to bring the hammer down. Um, well, you know, we're wrapping up here, but the you know, as you said, anything can happen, and it's going to start happening. I mean, the uh, you know, we just had you know the the franchise tag deadline, and now we're about six days away from. Next week is uh, you can start negotiating free agents. And, you know, then a, a couple of days later, the new league year, league year starts. And then uh, league meetings are uh, a week or so after that. And, you know, it's it's going to start happening with free agency negotiations coming next week. It's going to start getting crazy. And we might not even see you as you have to start uh, writing stories about everything that's going on and all these players change teams. We saw saw some big trades today, and and stuff's going to happen. Do you think? Uh, do you think Quasi and uh, KOC uh, dive into the free agent market this time around? I don't. They don't have the money to do it. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 you're not going to see a whole lot going on in Minnesota. I don't think. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Brzezinski's a is a wizard with the cap, but uh, there's only so much you can do whenever you're as cap strapped as they are. Uh, you can't see, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, um, they'd be crazy not to listen. I mean, they're they're already listening, but it's uh, you might have set what you what you'll accept, what you'll take, because uh, you're not going to get, you know, that bonanza that the other guys uh, that you know, like Stafford and. Um, Russell Wilson got so, you know, I don't know. I, I'd be tempted to take. Uh, not sure what I would take, but it would. Uh, thought of kind of like getting out from underneath it, and and but I, you know, you got to have got to have an, another plan in place. You got to have like if he's gone, what what is your plan? It can't be Sean Mannion and uh, and Kellen Mond and and lose you know, fifteen games. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, and we'll be back here to, to to talk about all that. Before we go, I got to ask you the golf question of the week. What did you think of Gary Woodland uh, crapping the bed in that in that litter box on seventeen on uh, on the tournament this past weekend? Nice to see well, that, like us. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the one. That's the one part of a, of a pro's game that's always amazed me because that that's probably to me, other than the fact that they hit you know four hundred yard drives, but <laughs> the, the the part that's so much different than between them and us is what they do in the bunker and how like they'll aim for the bunker when the rough is, you know, because that's a good place to miss and because they don't want to be in the, in the weeds or whatever. Uh, and to see him hit a shot, like, like one of us would have hit. I mean, it's everything that, that you, you're not supposed to do, but we all, you and I do, it's the short backswing. It's no follow through. And it was just a flub in the, in leaving it in the sand. And then he was, he was completely unnerved after that. Because then the next one was like went too long, and then uh, yeah, to finish, uh, he has that great eagle on sixteen, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, and then he goes double and then bogey, and uh, so yeah, it was uh, it's hard to watch, but it's like it's kind of just gives you that feeling of just how much can happen when you watch 
even those guys, how great they are, and just the amount of the pressure that even these guys feel, and they they do it for a living, and you know, they're, they're, it's some sometimes they're just like us, you know, standing over that one foot putt. And very soon uh, we'll be able to uh, talk about you and my going, you and I going head to head in our real golf, and me defending my championship from last year, and we'll really turn away our listeners. Can't wait for that, right? Yes, uh, you know, like all, all three, all three matches that we played last year. Uh, three. You're like the, the seventy-two Dolphins and the two thousand one Oberlies, two thousand twenty-one Oberlies. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, you just got demoralized and couldn't, didn't want to play anymore. So what, what can I say? I, I, you know, you just take on who's ever on the schedule, and if you beat them all, you know, it's you just, that's all you sure, can yeah. do. Sure, yeah. You just stack them, keep, keep stacking them, Joe. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for, for checking us out. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mike Woldem in the background. Uh, we'll be back next week to see if uh, stuff's happening with the Vikings and free agency. We'll talk about that and everything else that's going on because there's always something going on. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Skull.